Hello, everyone. This is Francine Crawford. Welcome to my show. Autumn is here. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is my 22nd show. And um, this show, we're going to uh, continue the interview with Dr. Ase Tutu. He had spoken so much about uh, diabetes, circulation, and things like that. And he gave us so much detail into our bodies, into our lives, and things that we need to ask the doctor for and stuff like that. So I'm just grateful for him to come on. But he also gave us um, some more information that I want to share with you. Uh, he talked about some life-changing things. He, In his second part, he talks about cancer and the different types of cancers and the different um, tests that we may, we may have to take. Remember, early detection is the key. Early detection can help you to be able to live a more productive life. Even if you have it, there are ways that you can be able to deal with it, address it, questions you can ask the doctors and things that you should know that will help you to uh, be better prepared to deal with any kind of illnesses that you may have. So um, I'm going to do that. We're going to show his second part of his interview in a, in a few minutes. Before that, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, my show. Uh, Autumn is here. I'm thankful for you tuning in. Thank you for you going to YouTube and subscribing. Thank you for you listening to it on Spotify and, and listening to it every week. I appreciate it. Thank you for all those who comment and come back week after week. I appreciate that so much. I wanted to, I wanted to start this because of autumn. Autumn is the changes in our lives because things happen, things change, all kinds of different things change in our lives. Uh, my biggest change was my mom and taking care of her and being her caregiver. Uh, but everybody's not going to be a caregiver. Everybody's not going to have somebody that they have to care for. But you are going to have to care for yourself. And I also want to talk about different things that will help us to prepare to have a better quality of life as we grow older and care for ourselves. Uh, with the information that we have already on uh, my YouTube channel, there are things, of course, about caregivers and about taking care of your, your elderly parents and about making sure you have your will in order and making sure you know the resources for uh, social services or agencies for care that will help you. But we also talk about things that will affect everyone, like when Yolanda Brisbane talked about uh, going through dialysis and what leads to that. Um, that's for everybody. That can happen to anybody. Uh, Dr. Ase Tutu talked about how um, diabetes affects you, even if it's in your family, what you should look for, watch out for, um, things like that. So these are things that will affect us, not necessarily a person that we're taking care of, but it will affect us. These are things that we should watch out for. So I want to ask the questions to these seniors. What what are your concerns? Um, I hope that when people are growing older, they're thinking about, wow, the next chapter of their life. What's that going to look like? What does that look like for you? What are your concerns? What are the things that um, you may have questions on? What are the things that you're afraid to talk about? You know, you, you haven't spoken about it, but you, you do have that concern. What is that? It could be something physical that your body will give out. Um, that you, that you have a uh, illness already that doesn't bother you too much, but you, you, you're afraid that, you know, is it going to get worse or what's going to happen? You know, what to ask the doctor? Um, 
financially have you planned? Um, financially, you got to think about that. And every day things are changing or every year things are changing. Politics are changing. Laws are changing. They want to change laws on Social Security. You might have been banking on that. You might have wanted to get out at a certain time. And now they're saying, well, to get your full full um, benefits, you may have to work a little bit longer. That affects you. How does that affect you? Maybe you might have to consider, you know, start paying down on some things so you have less expenses. So when you do retire, if you still want to retire at that age, even if they're not paying the full amount, you still may be able to retire and it may not be such a such a hard hit. You know, it could be financial things that we we just don't think about before you hit retirement, before you retire, before you walk out that door. Think about what your life is going to look like after that. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm trying to get you more prepared so you can say, well, you know, when I retire, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to relax and I'm going to do my own schedule and I'm going to enjoy looking at my, you know, favorite television shows and, you know, on my ratchet TV, I'm going to catch up on. That would probably be me. But, um, <laughs> you know, you might that might be what you want to do. But think about that in the long run. If you retire at 60, 65, you have 25 to 30 years more that you may live. Are you going to sit and look at TV the whole time? That can get monotonous. That can get boring. That can um, make you be a couch potato, which is what something, it's something that Dr. Ase Tutu referred to. He said, you know, it's not good to be a couch potato, to sit down, to not, to be stagnant, to not let your blood circulate, move your muscles, you know, figure out what is that going to look like? What are your days going to look like? You know, you, you know, what is available to you in your community? Think about that. What can you do to get your life going? Um, to uh maybe you don't have to do it every day you can do it on your own time but is there uh any senior centers that you can join or is there anything they might have just community programs where they you teach you how to learn do tennis and be active and this way you can be active twice a week or something like that or maybe there's something that you always want to learn about maybe there's something that um you didn't have time to, to do because you were career oriented and this career is over and you want to try something else new. You want to learn how to make jewelry. You want to learn how to, you know, um, bake or sell cookies or whatever and turn that into a business. Those are things that you can do that if you look online, community um, activities, they have classes for different things for that. And, um, you know, if you think about it now, you won't feel uh, so pressured. So if you think about that now, swimming classes, you may never learned how to swim and you might want to learn how to swim now. Uh, they have that, join the Y, things like that. So I want you to think about that financially, physically, uh, how, you know, how is this going to affect you being retired 15, 20, 30 years? Where are you going to live? Where are you going to be? Are you going to retire and stay where you're at? Um, think about the possibilities. You know, they may be communities that are more, um, geared toward senior citizens, 55 and over um, communities that may have things that are available to you that you may not, you know, need to stay where you're at. You may think about that being somewhere that takes care of your yard and things like that and um, just has accessibility to uh, gyms and pools and stuff like that. Think about that before you walk out that door have a plan. There are so many people who do not have a plan. And it's, there are either two things that happen. They have so much free time and they're so used to being busy that they 
end up being more busy. They, they're, you know, working themselves to death and not getting a check. But they're working themselves to death at more than they worked at their job. Um, because they, they think they, they want to do this and want to do that, want to do this, want to do that. Cause they don't have a plan. Cause they don't have a plan. Cause if you have a plan, you can do all that, but you can plan it out that it doesn't kill you, that it doesn't make you stressful. Um, or there are many people who have retired and the first six months are great. They visit people, they put the feet up, they, you know, they get the yard done. They, they do things around the house. And after that six months, they don't have a plan. They're bored. They're lonely. They're unhappy. They don't have a plan. And this is real. Uh, this, this, I know lots of people that this happens to. And then they feel like they're forced to go back to work. Not for financial reasons, because at least work gave them something to do, something to get up for. But there are so many other things that you can get up for. There are so many other things. You could start a new career if you want to. Maybe one that's lighter. Maybe you can do work in your local supermarket, you know, be a cashier or whatever. Maybe you can work and, you know, um, if you drive, you can do Uber or something like that. Think about that. Um, I, it's, it's, if you want to go back to work and you think that you retire prematurely, that's fine. But sometimes people feel like that's their only option. So they do it. And then they're unhappy again. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. I was saying, just, just think about that before you walk out that door, make a plan, prepare, prepare, because if you don't have a plan, things can get stressful. Emotional, it'll take emotional toll on you. You may feel, you know, that, you know, there's nobody around. You don't have enough interaction with people. Uh, you may not be that person that's a real socialite. So it may be hard for you to get involved in different things. And that may frustrate you. And when you get frustrated, you bring on stress. And when you bring on stress, it affects you physically. It affects you emotionally. It affects you physically. It affects different parts of your body. It affects your nerves. It affects your muscles. It affects your cir circulation. It affects your heart. And then these things that we talked about avoiding may start coming to play and you may start um, being ill for things that possibly you could have avoided. So planning and preparing is not only planning and preparing for, um, other, for other people, but planning and preparing for you, for your life, for, for your retirement. The question is, what does retirement look like to you? Ask yourself that. Take a pencil and pen, write it down. What does it look like for you? Does it look like traveling? Can you travel? If that's what you want, look, see, look in your financial portfolio. Will that allow you to travel if you don't have your income from your job? Whatever you save or whatever your pension is, will that allow you to travel and live the best life that you want to live? Will that allow you to relocate and live the best life that you want to live? Will that allow you to um, start a new business and live the best life you want to live. So planning and preparing and reducing the stress, reducing the stress. We do not want to leave the job and then have more stress, which will eventually eat up our body and attack our body. And we definitely don't want to do that. 
Okay, so that that is my message on that. And right now we're going to go back to Dr. Ase Tutu, and he's going to talk about um, the C word. Okay, listen closely because there are life changing information that he's going to give you. Um, and he's going to uh, talk about uh, different types of cancers. So please stay tuned and listen to Dr. Ase Tutu. Okay, thank you. Is there any um, tests or things that you would suggest? Like um, sometimes we get older, there are certain tests that we should take, um, colonoscopy, th different tests like that. Is there any test that you would suggest that we just, because if we don't take it now, we may not even think about it okay. until it's too late. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm getting mine done in two days. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was afraid that I'm going to have to go to, you know, anyway, but. Is I cannot tell you how important that is. I went to medical school in Philadelphia. I walked past you know, Gamble and Half, their studio on Broad Street on my way to school, maybe four times a week. And I'll see all these Philadelphia recording artists, including Teddy, Pat, Paddy LaBelle, all of them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll be marveling at them. But this is the thing, okay, this is the thing. Teddy Pandegrass, with all his fame, died of colon cancer. There's no reason why he should have died of colon cancer. None whatsoever. Wow. But that's because, and he's not the only, there are a lot of people who have died of colon cancer. That's because they were not doing or his doctors. A lot of times patients don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. The doctor right. has to tell them, this is very, very important. And you have to emphasize it because, you know, if you say cavalierly, they may not, you know, you have to really emphasize it. Right. But colonoscopy, I'm going to talk to you briefly about cancer screening, okay? okay. Women, 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 okay? Women, if you are 45 years old, mm -hmm. you have to start getting screening mammography mm -hmm. every year. Okay. If you have a first degree relative, like mother or aunt, mm -hmm. or even second degree relatives, maybe two or more who have had breast cancer, usually will start screening you 10 years before they were diagnosed. So say if uh, your mother or sister had breast cancer at the age of 45, mm -hmm. we will start screening you at the age of 35. And that's very, very, very important, okay? Wow. That's cervical cancer. Mm. We say that nuns, nuns, Catholic nuns don't get cervical cancer. If you are sexually active, it's a risk factor. Okay. And a lot of times, you know, we don't have too many screening tests for cancer, but there are a few that are very, very, very good. Okay. So usually cervical cancer and, uh, and colon cancer, you don't wake up one day and you are bleeding and you have cervical cancer. It's a gradual process. Usually it starts out as a low abnormality on the surface of the cervix. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And then it, it, as time goes on, it becomes more abnormal, more and more abnormal. It's not cancerous yet. It's mm -hmm. more and more and more, more abnormal. And then it becomes cancerous. And then it starts to bulk up. Okay. And then start to penetrate through the cervical wall to try to spread through the bloodstream to the rest of your body. Once you get to that stage, it's over. Mm -hmm. So if you've been doing pap smears okay. every year, chances are you are going to see something that is very early that they can freeze or do a colposcopy. Mm -hmm. Now, they, 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 uh, don't quote me up, uh, up on this, but they say that if you have like negative three pap smears and you are with the same partner, you probably don't have to keep doing it. Oh, I see. But every time you change partners, you have to do it. So we have good screening for cervical cancer for women. We have good screening for breast cancer. Okay. Colonoscopy, right? For men and women. Colonoscopy, again, you don't wake up one day and you have colon cancer. It starts out as a polyp. There are two main types, three main types of polyp. Yeah. One of them is almost always benign. The other two, if you leave it behind over time, can turn into cancer and then spread, and then it's over. But if you've been doing the colonoscopy and you go in and there's polyp there, by the time you wake up, it's not painful, it will be gone, mm -hmm. right? If it's a, you know, an adenomatous polyp, by the time you wake up, it's gone. And they bought you time. So if you, they go in and they see only one polyp, that is like less than uh, half an inch in size. Mm. You have to repeat the colonoscopy every five years. If they go in, they see two or more polyps. You have to repeat it every three years. Mm. If they go in and they don't see any polyp at all, you have to repeat it every uh, eight to 10 years. It saves life. The other screening test that we have to detect cancer you know, you must have smoked, it's for lung cancer, you must have smoked uh, at least uh, one pack of cigarettes a day for 30 years, or what we call 30 pack a year, cigarette smoking, or two packs for 15 years, or three packs for 10 years, 30 pack years. And you must be uh, between the ages of... Uh, the age limit is up to like uh, 75, between 50 and 75. If you are within this age range, there's a specialized CAT scan that can do of the lungs to look for that. And then in men, we have you know, the uh, PSA test for prostate cancer. Okay. okay. But at some point, I'm going to touch on each one of these Okay. And you know, I'll go into a slide detail, you know, with, with you. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, I like to ask about, you know, tests and things like that because um I didn't know about tests, um, uh, certain tests. And when my mom um was ill and she was going into the um nursing home, they mm -hmm. did they asked the doctor asked me, did she have a colonoscopy? And I was like, No. And he 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 was shocked and he was oh, like, well, you know, and, and I said, why? I I didn't know that she had to, and she didn't know. So none of we didn't know to even she have ask. a doctor. Did she have a doctor who was following her? She had a she had a regular doctor. She had a regular doctor, but 
And that was when I think she had her tests when she was 79. What? Yes. And they did find cancer. They found a grapefruit size yeah. thing in her and, you know, but she was okay after the operation. But, you know, if, if she wasn't going, if she had Alzheimer's, so if she wasn't going, uh, you know, through that, we would have never known. Cause I did not know that, yeah. that, that was a test that we were supposed to take. Yeah. I didn't know it. So um, it's good to know. And just to get some information out there so people can be aware. Yeah. If, if the doctor doesn't t- tell you, then you ask the doctor. Right, right, right. You know, you, you colon cancer, colon cancer, you know, the screening, I think they dropped, it used to be 50. They dropped it to, I think, 45. So mm-hmm. anybody 45, you should start getting colonoscopy. It's mm-hmm. not painful at all. It takes yeah. about 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And essentially what it is is you are going to take some lax- laxative to clean your, your, your bowel very well, feces and stuff. And the doctor, you know, they, they give you something to sedate you. It's not painful. I've had it maybe four or five times. And they put this scope in your rectum, inspecting your bowel wall to see if there's any abnormality there. And by the time you wake up, if the you know if it's a polyp, it's gone. They remove it and they bought you and they saved you from colon cancer. Very, very, very important. I cannot emphasize it enough. And cervical cancer. Now, along cervical cancer, you know, if you, there are any teenage girls, a lot of times cervical cancer. The, most cancers, most cancers, the predisposition to most cancers is cigarette smoking. Mm. Most cancers, and I'm going to touch on that at, at some point. But if you smoke cigarettes, you are at an increased risk for cervical cancer, just as you are increased risk for brain cancer, head and neck cancer, mouth cancer, throat cancer, cancer of the stomach, cancer of the esophagus, uh, cancer of the digestive tract, kidney, mm. colon, cervix. Okay, so so that's it. But there's also the HPV, human papilloma virus. Mm-hmm. There are about 32 different types, and eight of them we call them sero- serotypes. About eight to ten of them can cause cervical cancer. So kids, you know, teenage girls, and even boys, sometimes are sexually active. It's a sexually transmitted disease. Mm. So these children, once they reach a certain age, should get the uh, HPV vaccine. Very, very, very important. Very important. And the other thing that is also going on, usually people get cancer of the esophagus. So, depending on which area of the esophagus the cancer is, sometimes it's due to acid reflux, especially if it's at the junction where the esophagus enters the stomach. Mm-hmm. So if you have acid reflux, it can cause a bad. Aside from that, you know, cigarette smoking and alcohol can cause esophagus, but usually that's much upper, closer to the mouth. Okay? Okay. But now also, we are seeing cancer of the cervical that is not related to smoking, drinking, or acid reflux. Why? Because people have oral sex and they transport the, the HPV virus to the esophagus. Oh, okay. The lining of the esophagus is very similar to the lining of the cervix, you know, so it's a fair game. Okay, right, right. 
So, you know, HPV vaccine is very important, you know, and people should, you know, should get it. You know, people who are vulnerable they should get it. That was powerful. Thank you so much, Dr. Ase Tutu, for your information. We all need to hear this. This is life-changing, life-changing information. Please, people, go get tested. Get your tests. It's better to know than to not know. Early detection is the key. So please listen to the message and the information. Ask your doctor. Speak up for yourself. Be an advocate for yourself. Um, at the end, Dr. Ase Tutu does want to speak to um, a, a live audience and have a live show. I don't normally do that, but I have to get into that and I will get into that. So that's something that I'm going to look into in the future. We're going to make that happen. Um, and um, we also I also want to do some lives about uh talking to people about their fears and their concerns about growing older about their senior life um and if you want to please just go to youtube put it in the chat about your fears i challenge you to, to write your fears um you know i'm not sure if if what i saved is enough you know to carry me over the years if i live to instead of you know deceasing at 80 i'm deceased at 90 95 do i have enough or if um you know, I'm not a, a social person, so I don't have a lot of friends. What am I going to do for the next 20 years of my life? What can I get involved in? Whatever it is your fears may be, um, write it in the chat. Write it in uh, the YouTube, on my YouTube channel, on this episode. Just comment, write, I'll get back to you. And we'll try to develop some shows around that. So this is, you know, geared toward giving you information and wanting to know what you want to talk about. Okay, thank you for tuning in. This is Francine Crawford. Autumn is here. I appreciate your support. Continue to support me. YouTube under Francine Crawford and under Spotify. Um, please check it out. Listen to it. Make a comment. Like it and subscribe. Thank you again for tuning in. Bye. <laughs>